0: Hi, and welcome to the Groove podcast, where we talk about some of the smaller issues, not always the smallest, but different niche areas that youth ministers and ministers and deacons and pretty much anyone who goes to church might come across and never really sit down and think about in great detail. Uh, This first few weeks, we are looking at VBS, Vacation Bible School, as we are coming up on summertime when those are normally held. And for our guest this week, I have Scott Elliott, minister at the LaGrange Church of Christ. And if you are thinking, is that the same LaGrange as the ZZ Top song? Uh, Scott, the answer is yes, correct? That That is correct. It's the same. But they're not singing about your congregation, right? No, not at all. All
1: right.
0: That's, <laughs> that's I'm not sure that best. we
1: want... To go into the content of the song on this podcast.
0: (laughs) We could at least go, huh, huh, uh huh. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) How are you doing, Scott? Oh, I'm doing great. I want to give a little background. We are pre recording this a few weeks in advance. And to give you an idea of what time period we're in right now, we are in quarantine pretty much. The governor doesn't want to call it a stay at home order in Texas, but we have to stay at home unless we need to go somewhere. And just earlier today, Scott, it looks like schools have all been
1: canceled for the rest of the school year. Yeah, I was just listening to that. And so my wife is a school teacher. And of course, I've got two kids in school. And so we've been um, waiting for that news to see what's going to happen. And now we know. And my wife teaches school as well. And she was actually disappointed
0: to not be able to go back to school. So it can really change your opinion on things and make you miss things. The last day of school for us was March 13th. And I think if everyone knew that would be the last day of school for the school year, everyone would have probably done things just a little bit different.
1: Yeah. I think that what we're realizing in all this is um, certain things that we took for granted. um, We now appreciate a lot more, including kids who, uh, didn't always like school or missing parts of it. And I'm
0: sure that uh, your wife is getting a lot of comments as well from parents thinking, oh my goodness, I never knew that the things you were telling me were actually going on. Because many times you get calls from parents and they say, well, they do fine at home. And so it's been tempting at times for many teachers to call the parents of, Hey, they did fine for me at school. I don't know what your problem is. It is yeah. increasing the uh,
1: respect level, I believe. Yeah, it gives everybody a different perspective. You know, it's a difficult thing to have to teach your kids at, at home. You know, it's, it's difficult for teachers to have to teach online, it's difficult for ministers to have to do online services. I think all of us are, are uh, longing for the day when we go back to normal.
0: I've started having conversations with the puppets in our auditorium. <laughs> Yeah, it'll it'll lead you to do that. So <laughs> I was scared one day one talked back, but that's a different podcast. Uh, one one thing that is coming out of this is because of everyone doing things different, everyone having to find different ways to pass the time and everything, is we are starting to see some positive things that can come out of being stuck at home all the time. And so Scott, I kind of just wanted to ask you what's one area that you've maybe seen something positive come out from this or something that might be even an improvement?
1: Yeah, in in fact, I'll give you two. Uh, I think, first of all, I've noticed this at our congregation, and um, I've heard it from a lot of other ministers as well, is when you look at the numbers of our live stream, we're actually reaching a broader audience than we would just doing services in our building on Sunday morning. Now, we would love to be doing our just services at our building on Sunday morning, um, but there are so many churches now who are doing online worship, online messages, and this is reaching all kinds of people because of the technology that, that we have available to us now. The other thing I, I think that a positive that comes out of this is it's causing all of us, not only just ministers, um, elders, church leaders, deacons, members to kind of think outside the box. And so I think for a long time, you know, we can, we've kind of gotten to this mode where we do things a certain way and we don't um, entertain other ideas. Now we have to, we're, we're forced to think outside the box. And so I, I think it's going to be beneficial um, to churches, to ministry, that we can um, maybe look at things a little bit differently and. Um, Use that to reach more people.
0: I know that we have also seen the kind of uptick, I suppose, and in in views on our services. And so I was wondering if it was like that almost everywhere. We will have anywhere between 75 and 95 on average on a Sunday morning. And our last two Sundays have been over 200 views, 180 views. And when you figure that some of those is a family of four sitting down and watching it, you know, you could think there might be around 300 people viewing this. And so I think that is, like you said, that's a that's a positive. The message is getting out there more somehow.
1: Yeah. And and I even know, I mean, we do a live stream on Facebook, so it's open to everybody. It's public and and our views have have really um, done well. But I know the church just north of us does a private Zoom on Sunday morning. Everybody's doing things differently. But I've talked to that minister, and he says that, um, you know, their members are inviting other members in the community to join them. So even on a private meeting, you know, it's reaching more people.
0: That's, that's pretty neat. I'm a little bit scared to try and do a huge Zoom meeting right now because I think that might involve me setting up several people with Zoom We have at least one family, no internet, no smartphone at all. And so we've just been having to pick up the phone and put it on speaker right before we start up our live stream services so they can almost like they're huddling around a radio from back in the days of the radio broadcasts.
1: Yeah, it's difficult for certain members who don't have or or are not as good as technology as some of the others. Um, But I've noticed, at least in my congregation, that some of the people that were a little reluctant to get on social media or to, um, you know, kind of do some of these, the, the new technology, um, they, they've actually done it. And so they're more connected to our church now than they were before. And definitely is changing things.
0: Mm-hmm. And one thing it's also probably going to change is our VBSs. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But, you know, we are talking about, Um, Vacation Bible Schools. And last week I discussed with Paul Sperlin the thoughts of what do you take to consider VBS a success? Is it the numbers? Is it the people that you reach? And also, how do you go about choosing curriculum? And so if you haven't listened to that one, you may want to go back to episode one and check out that for choosing curriculum and things. But we're going to change gears and continue on this conversation because even if things do get changed for this year, in the future we will still have VBSs. And so this is a topic that's hopefully always going to continue on. But today I wanna to talk about the management aspect of VBS because there there's many different ways to do this. I'm the uh, youth minister here, and ever since I've been here, I've been the one in charge of setting up our vacation Bible school. When I was in Amarillo, uh, that was not the case. The youth minister there now is only now in charge of that before one of the deacons, who was actually my brother-in-law, would be in charge of the VBS. And that youth minister loved it because he didn't have to be his hands-on with everything, and he was upset when my brother-in-law moved away. And so I want to talk about just the management aspect, the coordination of if you are someone who is in charge of your VBS, how do you set that up? And so I'm going to turn it over to you, Scott, and just let you um, run with
1: that question for a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, And again, as you've already described, this probably looks different for all kinds of congregations, you know, whether you're a large congregation, small congregation, who's in your congregation, you know, what type of ministers you have. For us, um, you know, I'm, I'm the pulpit minister here, and we don't have a youth minister. We've got some very talented people who are heavily invested in VBS, and so what we do is we have a committee, and that committee meets multiple times throughout the year to kind of plan things and get stuff organized, and they'll coordinate with myself and the elders. Um, but they're kind of the, the, the hub of everything. They're, they're the ones that are making the decisions they're taking care of everything. They're finding volunteers, they're coming up with, you know, themes and all this stuff. And, um, so that committee of four individuals is basically how we ourselves, um, manage v v s and it's turned out really well for us, you know, um, I don't have to sit there and deal with every aspect of BBS. The elders don't, you know, they handle everything and then they, you know, they'll keep us in the loop and tell us what's going on, but they're running everything and they've, they've ran it smoothly, um, for multiple years now. And in this process that you have right
0: now, I imagine that it probably evolves year over year as you start finding some things that this may have worked better in the past, or let's change this up for the next year. Um, How much does that process though usually
1: change year by year? There's always something that changes, you know, Um, we never just settle and say, okay, we've mastered it. You know, Um, we don't have to think about this anymore. No. After, vbs every year we'll have a meeting and just kind of reflect back on it say okay what worked what didn't work you know what do we need to change um, um, you know this next year what we needed differently all those questions and so um yeah it's hard to say how much every year but um something changes every year you know we are always finding ways to improve upon what we've done we always want to uh do a better VVS next year than we did the the year before. And sometimes that's difficult. You know, sometimes you have a really successful VVS and you kind of wonder, you know, how are we going to top this? Um, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of think about that question, you contemplate it, wrestle with it, but we always find a way to do it. And does your committee usually stay the same people each year or does it fluctuate and flow? Yeah, our committee has stayed the same for the last several years. You know, volunteers change are a little bit different, Um, but we've we've kept the same people in the committee. Uh, They seem to like being on it. They do a good job of it. Um, Other people are happy being volunteers, so it's just worked out well for us. Yeah, I know right at the end
0: of VBS, everyone is always exhausted even if you love doing VBS, which I do, which I think puts me in the minority of a lot of youth ministers that I actually enjoy this, and look forward to it every year. But even at the end you have the VBS tired. And so you've got to take that little bit of a break where you can't just turn around the day after you've cleaned up the building of all the sugar cookie crumbs on the floor of the kitchen. But how early do you usually start working on having those committee meetings?
1: I think within the, the next couple of weeks, you wanna just have one meeting where you reflect back on the VBS and it's still kind of fresh in your mind. You know, you don't wanna to wait too long after VBS is over to have that meeting because you're not going to remember everything. But I tell you what, and this has happened multiple times, um, we'll start having conversations, you know, while we're doing VBS about VBS next year. And so there's just an excitement around it that, that people are already thinking about, Oh, this is great. You know? Um, but we'll start throwing out ideas. Okay. What are we going to do next year? You know, what's it going to be like and everything. And so, yeah, it's, there's a tired that happens after VBS. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work goes into it. Um, and so you need some of that downtime. But it's also some excitement that you know we've done this thing, um, you know we've we've reached these kids, we've taught these kids, you know they they loved loved it, and so let's start thinking about next year.
0: And a lot of times,
1: in my experience,
0: it's you almost learn by your failures. And so it, I thought you were going somewhere different a second ago when <laughs> you said you started having conversations during VBS. I've had those conversations in the past where in the middle of v b s people start talking about next year, but it's usually, like, hey, next year, don't do that again. That was horrible, oh, like, okay, yeah no no, noted, thank you, or next year let's let's have the high schoolers help out instead of going to class, but it, it is good and refreshing that you know you do have people that while you're there at v b s are already thinking about the
1: next year, and yeah you, you guys, and, go ahead, Scott. I was just gonna say like there are some meetings where there's some tension, but for us, those usually happen right before VBS because, you know, everybody is stressed out. They're all working long hours. You know, they're putting a lot into this. It seems like once we get into VBS, some of that stress just kind of, um, um, is released and and there's not so much weight on people's shoulders. And so the mood's a little bit better and, the meeting after a VBS a lot of times goes better than some that are right before it. It, it that stress level is
0: definitely at a peak, I think right before VBS starts, but once it gets going, it's, we, well, we can't change anything right now. And, um, but I, I know you guys, um, from seeing pictures and talking with you in the past, you guys do your own curriculum, correct?
1: Yes. Um, we've just always went that way. I think we did one year where we had something come up and we just couldn't do it. But every other year we've written our own curriculum and um, we, that that in itself takes a lot of work. And so we have people committed to doing that. Um, But we get a big response from that, from people in the community, because I, I think they can just tell that it's not the sort of same old curriculum a lot of times we're pulling off of things that are going on in the culture. And so, you know, last year we did a Toy Story VBS because Toy Story 4 was um, coming out. We've done a Lego VBS. We've done um, Finding Jesus the year that Finding Dory came out, you know, and so we we try to kind of pull from these things and, um, uh, you know, come up with some type of curriculum and um, do that. We were, we were hoping to do, Chronicles of Narnia this year, but we don't know if we're going to get to or not. The the entire
0: Narnia, or focusing on just one aspect of the three main parts?
1: Yeah, we were hoping to do, um, probably not cover all the the books, you know, probably just focus on the the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, but using some of that, um, uh, you know, those characters and things that people are familiar with um, in BBS, and also just... I, I was probably going to do a lot more with the curriculum this year than I typically do. Just pulling out some of the um, stuff in those books, and specifically *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, and using that in our curriculum because, of course, C.S. Lewis, you know, is uh, a Christian and, and writing from a Christian perspective, and so it's easy to to take some of those writings and to use them in our curriculum. You can't always do that when you're doing, you know, *Toy Story 4* finding dory you
0: know so yeah I, I, we're, we're going to be doing a screw tape letters vbs one year and um, kind of pulling from the same now i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> i'm watching scott on the video right now and he has this look like he doesn't know if i'm being serious or not but mm. I, I think it, it does and we talked about this a little bit last week with paul as well about when you choose your own curriculum to kind of Freedoms that it gives you because everyone has a different VBS. Uh, you have the one day VBS, is the five days, the three days, um, and it's morning VBS versus evening VBS, and there's so many different things. And so it does not only free you up in content like what we talked about last week, but it frees you up on your kind of committee because you don't have these preordained sections of who has to be involved with this it's not saying well the curriculum says that we need to do this for crafts or we need to do this kind of a game in between things so that means we need to have this area on the committee and i don't know exactly how your experience has been in the past before this year's the bbs we're planning on this year i would always put up a sign up sheet on the back table of the church auditorium where it would have a list for teaching, a list for preparing snacks, a list of people to sign up for helping to decorate things. And I would also put on there a list of bringing cookies and I'd go back after a Sunday and I'd have like 50 people signed up for bringing cookies and the design row would just be empty. And so This year, we started doing the committee thing as well to where we said, I think this was back in January or February, maybe. We had our first meeting, said, if you're interested, come in. I explained our VBS and I said, here's the areas where I want someone to take charge of this specific area, uh, an area for snacks, an area for our crafts or craft equivalent of our VBS an area for teaching and an area for design and setup. And we just said to the people that were there, and we had almost 20, and they said, oh, I want to do this area. I was like, all right, as part of your job, you get to get people to volunteer for that. And so that was something for me, because it's hard sometimes, I think, as us ministers to ask people to volunteer without it sounding like we're making them. Like if you don't do this, you don't get to go to heaven or you don't get to, you know, you're going to get one of the smaller rooms in the mansion um, type of a thing. And sometimes people have a harder time. But if it's your friend and, you know, you have someone who's the committee for the chairman for the committee on design for VBS goes up to their friends, I think you're more likely to get more involvement with that. And I'll tell you after this year if that really works out for us or not. But so far, we've had a lot more people be excited about that because we've been meeting and almost, I've been able to delegate more than I normally would and not just randomly say, write your name on a line if you think you might want to help. And we fed them too, so that helped.
1: Yeah, we we feed them too. That, That does help and just kind of show your appreciation for them. I think that's true. I think that people get used to the ministers or the elders asking people to do stuff all the time. And it's kind of different when you set up a committee and you have church members going to other church members and saying, Will you do that? Do this. And so you probably do get some more participation. Um, we're blessed to have multiple school teachers in our congregation and they just seem to be kind of natural at um doing really good at VBS, you know, and um I, I know it's kind of Difficult on them because it's the end of the school year. We, we do ours the very first of the summer. And so it's the, you know, they've just gotten through a school, they're tired, you know, um, and they want a break, but they've been kind enough to volunteer lots of hours and to help us out with VBS. And they're just really great at it. I, I think just, I don't know. I, the thing that helps us is, is our VBS has been successful. And so to get people to see that, you know, we have really great numbers. Um, we get really great feedback and just to have a sense of pride about your VBS really helps with, with volunteers. You know, they, they want to do this. They look forward to do this. This is sort of their ministry. And for some people, you know, it's, um, you know, they might not have a regular ministry and so VBS is sort of their thing and and their, um, they really buy into it and are looking forward to it every year.
0: And it's uh, when you sit down and you're able to see the success, it almost at times makes me think, and I apologize for going nerd here, but Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, you know, at the very end, spoiler alert, if you've still somehow not read or seen the third Harry Potter book that came out like well, when we were in high school, <laughs> then warning. But at the very end of it, Harry says that he was able to cast the Patronus because he had already seen himself do it. And he says, I knew I could do a powerful spell because I had already watched myself do it. And he asks Hermione, does that make sense? And she's like, no, because it's time travel. And they, they, they got it wrong according to Endgame, but it's sometimes you need for having lots of volunteers for them to see how successful it is. But at the same time, you need it to be successful first without, you know, and so it's, it's hard, but once you get it going, once you start seeing that stuff, you get the more influx of people who begin to grow as excited about it as you are. Yeah, and I think that's one of the key things is I, I know so many people who are like dread BBS and they still do a great job. They do a wonderful job. It is not their thing. They have other areas they're like, and that's fine. Everyone has different areas of ministry that they like. But if you can genuinely grow an excitement for it, you know, that does filter down to those others in the congregation, those that are helping you on the committee. Um, and spread that excitement so where they don't see this as, well, he's the one
1: in charge of it and he doesn't really like it that much. Yeah. I think you make a great point that, you know, I, have been here in LaGrange uh, this is my 11th year now. And so when we first started, our VBS was not that big. And so we just were committed to doing it and it's grown every single year. In fact, so much so we're now thinking, you know, if this grows anymore, we're gonna to have to you know, break up classes, we're gonna to have to do something different, we're running out of space, you know, and that's a, that's a good problem to have. But again, it wasn't that way in the beginning. You know? And again, there were years where it was a little bit more difficult to get volunteers. Now it's a lot easier since it has been successful, and um, you know, we have a community here in LaGrange that supports uh, VBSs, local VBSs pretty well, and so that helps out but just for our members to hear people in the community talking about our VBS really encourages them. Uh, But again, that did not happen with just one year. It took years and years for it to get to that point. And so I would just, you know, not every community is alike. Um, And so some communities VBSs might be successful, others, they might not, but I would encourage people to at least um, stay committed and do it multiple years um, before they, you know, ever get to a point where they consider doing something different.
0: If you're going to give it a go, uh, since it is something that for the most majority of churches only occurs once a year, you you can't really give it that one and done shot of if it didn't work. You, I think you almost have to have at least three years and then kind of look at trends, get feedback, not just from your church family, but that's important from the community as well. And that's important for many things within Christianity, ministry, you know, elders are supposed to be well thought of at the gates. You know, it's supposed to be people even not in that church body per se, should have that good opinion. And I think it's the same thing where you gotta get some feedback from the community over, is this something that y'all enjoy? Is this something that you like? And give it that few years for it. Now you mentioned um, a minute ago that, your VBSs are usually right after school has ended. And so I put into COVID-19 mode here. How has the pandemic affected your VBS this year?
1: Well, that's a good question. And actually, we're meeting this next week to determine what we're going to do. Um, But I'll just tell you right now, it looks as if we're probably not going to have a regular VBS. I don't know what we'll do instead, if we'll cancel it altogether, if we'll try to come up with something different. Um, but as you mentioned at the very beginning of this, you know, the governor just came out today and canceled school till the end of the year. And so our schools in Texas go to the very end of May. We typically do our VBS second or third week in June. And so, you know, we have a week or two break, you know, after school. And then we're, we're doing VBS. Um, that's just worked well for us the last several years. Because, you know, we're so close to that end-of-school date, and because of what's going on in our state, I think it's going to be really difficult for us to, to do VBS this year. We don't know what, you know, the government's going to even allow at that time. The other thing we have to think about is we haven't had our volunteers up here working like they typically do. And so even if we are given the green light to do BBS, we still have to consider, you know, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it because we're so far behind on getting ready for it because of this, you know, shelter in place, staying at home thing right now. And so I don't know what we're going to do yet. Again, we're all going to get together this next week and talk about it, but it's just not looking good for our VBS this year. Um, I'm hoping, though, kind of going back to what I said at the beginning of the program, that we're finding ways to kind of think outside the box. And so maybe in that meeting, we come up with a new idea, you know, something to do where we can still have something. It's not maybe what we typically do, but at least it's still something uh, inhabited in its place.
0: Are you all entertaining the idea of just simply pushing it back to later in the summer?
1: Or is it just the um, kind of different format at the same time? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. We could, you know, say, okay, let's shoot for August. Um, I, I think the other thing you have to consider too is if you do that, and of course, summer is busy for everyone, it may not be this summer. I don't know. We, I don't think anybody knows what this summer is going to look like. But, um, you know, I, I think. What happens there is you might have a bunch of people working a lot and then come August, you still can't have it. So I don't know. Those are good questions and one, ones that we'll get in a room together and kind of hash out and see what we're going to do. Um, you know, you could always try to do something online. Of course, again we've, we've seen, um, you know, online stuff can reach a lot of people, but it's, it's not the same as, being in a room with people. Father Abraham on Zoom
0: is just not the same as Father Abraham in person.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for certain things, they may work okay or even better online. For other things, um, they might not work as well. And I think a lot of things with VBS aren't going to work as well.
0: I know I mentioned last week in our episode, our VBS was already pushed back to the first full week of August because of other commitments at the time we would normally have it. I'm performing a wedding for one of the girls that used to be in our youth group when we had first moved here, and that was going to be the Friday before VBS would start. And as you know, when you are working on VBS, that's crunch time right there. Can't say, well, I'm going to be gone Thursday and Friday and Saturday to travel a couple hours down the road, perform a wedding, and have the rehearsal and everything. You guys have fun. And so we had already pushed it back, which the, the way things, it seemed like, keep adding on and adding on, we may still not be able to. We're, we're hopeful. We are in an area much more sparse in the Texas panhandle than where you are close to you know, every big town in Texas, it seems like. Yeah. But we, we will just have to see. But um, I do think that the biggest thing is always manpower. And having a plan and many meetings to discuss that plan. Uh, The more that you're able to meet and have people and tell them, this is what we're doing. Make sure that all of them are very aware of it and that they can be comfortably in charge of their own areas. The less stress on yourself. And even the less stress on them when they say, okay, I signed up on the sheet, but now I really have no idea what's going on. And just the the more information you get out there is the better. And after listening to Governor Abbott today, I'm thinking VBS Planning Committee just doesn't sound as cool as some of these names our government agencies are coming up with. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the VBS Planning Strike Force. From here you on out, go. we, we got yeah. strike force in the church to handle our VBS. Yeah. Uh, but as we as we do close out, I do want to ask you uh, two more questions. One of them will completely blindside you, but that's okay. The other one you've had time to prepare for a little bit. Uh, what is your favorite VBS memory? And it can be either there at LaGrange. It could even be growing up when you were still attending the VBSs, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, there's always some great memories growing up, you know, here at LaGrange, there's been two things that have really amazed me and I look forward to every year. First of all, our group of volunteers just does an amazing job of completely transforming um, our worship area and not just the worship area, just the entire building. but you know, it's it's sort of amazing to to walk in right before VBS starts, you know, and to see all these decorations, to see how everything looks completely different. Um, you know, it's 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 really a amazing thing to behold. And I know I can't really describe it, but I, I just love that feeling every year. The other thing is once we get to do VBS, um, you know, just walking around and seeing all the kids, and just seeing how much fun they're having, and just seeing the the joy on their faces, that that is just priceless, you know. And that's just worth the price of VBS, um, you know. Uh, uh, We're worth, worth everything that we put into it to to see the the kids, you know, our own kids from our church, kids from the community, um, you know our kids as friends, just just, just all kinds of people there gathered and, and just those kids that they they love it. They're so eager for it. Um, You know, last year we did a, we did a little skits at the beginning. And so we were doing two Toy Story four. And so we had people dressed up as, uh, you know, Andy and uh, the Sergeant and um, you know, Bo Peep and we had uh, Mr. Potato Head. We had all the characters, and after vbs every night you know we would have cookies and stuff like that um but all the kids would come up to all the people who were in costume and they would want their parents to take their pictures of of them with um with the people in costume and so that was just this uh, sort of amazing thing that these these kids were just uh, you know, that their, their faces would light up when they would see these, these characters and they were looking forward to every night of VBS.
0: Now you, you, you brought it up and I wasn't going to ask, but since you brought up the costume part of it, were you dressed up
1: (laughs) for your toy story VBS? Actually, I didn't get to be a part of that. I, uh, I almost had to one night to do a fill in, but, um, I try to do other things and kind of manage and do a lot of the technical stuff behind the scenes. And um, so I didn't get to be a part of that, but I I guess that's almost a a blessing because we had our church members and some that you wouldn't expect who are dressed up and doing it. And I'll let you in on a secret here. I think they enjoyed it just as much, if not more than the kids. So
0: I wouldn't have been able to do that. I love, the uh, dressing up part of EBS, i had been like no 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 fewer volunteers over here so i can dress up i was hoping you were going to say that you dressed up as woody and i was going to ask you if you would sing you've got a friend in me as we closed out our little talk here but i guess that probably won't happen Uh, the the other question i wanted to ask you though was Um, and this is why I didn't give you time to prepare for, so I apologize for that. I did the same thing to Paul, so maybe that's just a theme each week, is how can I blindside my guest host? It also may mean I never get another repeat guest host, but (laughs) let's just go with a little scenario here. Money is no issue on your budget for VBS. What is one VBS theme that you could think of that you think, oh, this would be such an epic or awesome or out there VBS that because of budget constraints or just other realistic constraints, you probably
1: wouldn't be able to accomplish? Well, um, we were trying to do it this year. And, of course, I know that we couldn't do it justice. But last year when we did Toy Story 4, we had our biggest year ever. And so it was – you know, there was a lot of talk about how do we top this? You know, how do we go bigger? And, of course, this is maybe a little selfish on my part because I'm a huge C.S. Lewis fan, but I really wanted to do the Chronicles of Narnia, and that's what we set out to do. Um, you know, but there were, there were budget questions when we put forth this idea last year during um, our VBS when we were actually talking about it. You know how do you get some? Because we wanted to continue this the skits that we were doing because that's something that the kids just loved, and you know we, we we started looking up on Amazon stuff. It's like how much does a lion head cost? You know, and everything, and uh, to to get a good one is not cheap. You know, so we were going to do there, it. There is a lot of
0: information on Netflix about how much tigers cost right now. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: not going to go there, uh, but anyways. Uh, so we were going to do it but I think if you had a big budget you could do it really well and we may have another year to continue to plan on it but um, I I hope that the kids really relate to it I know it's kind of easy when you do a you know Toy Story 4 or something like that Um, some of the younger kids might not know Chronicles of Narnia as well as uh, we do or even some of the older kids and so it may be a little bit a harder sell but there's I think it'll be uh, uh, easier to do the curriculum because you just have that Christian theme in there but I'd really like to to come up with some amazing costumes to sort of wow the kids when they come and then if that one does go well thinking
0: maybe next year Lord of the Rings <laughs> Hobbit there we know, go Yeah. if you mess up in class the Eye of Sauron will see
1: you yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, we're we're trying to keep it, you know, friendly enough for little kids. I don't I don't know how much that would relate, but I think that some of us uh, adults, us, us bigger kids, would uh, would love to do uh, anything like that. And I'm just going to throw this out here: um, if
0: things do get pushed back to where a lot of churches can't do a VBS in their normal way, Christmas breaks are usually pretty long. Um, And yeah, there's a lot of family time in there, but maybe you do like a one day or two day Christian break Bible school. Uh, Just something to kind of say, we're still going to try and provide this outreach, but it it is something that I think that we are just beginning to get a handle on. How can we handle this? How can we change? But I, I do hope that come next year, everyone who maybe has to cancel a VBS is able to go back to it and, Uh, continue that work I do believe it's one that is worth it
1: yeah and I think you know one of the best things is just for all of us to share ideas and so I know that you're putting this podcast out and um, you know if people can contact you or contact me and just um, share ideas about what you'll be doing if you're unable to have VBS this year that would be great and we can kind of pass those along
0: Well, Scott, I want to thank you again for being on the show this week and tune in next week. We will be uh, covering design of VBS and kind of anything from set pieces, construction to just your most basic designs you could possibly do with a surprise guest host. And so I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll also check out the Ministry League app. Uh, ministry league website look there are many sources and there are so many other podcasts on the show that i think you would be uh, hard pressed to find any greater content than that on there and so we will see you next week scott thank you thanks for having me